Yo, 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 what is good, everyone? Welcome back to yet again another podcast. And I know, I know, I know. You can you can slap me all you want because I was gone for th- three weeks. Well, actually two, but it I, Thanksgiving came up on us fast and I, I just couldn't get one out last week. So you know what I said? I'll just wait and I'll bring one out fresh and new this week. And yeah, I know it's late. It's 5.40 p.m. Thursday afternoon, evening, whatever you want to call it. But guess what? There's no Thursday night football thanks to the NFL and the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers having their little kachava little mess with COVID. But we're here, we're doing it, and we're gonna we're gonna stick to a plan and we're gonna have a great podcast today, alright? But first, let's dig let's dig into what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna review all my picks from the last episode. So those ten games I did for the week coming up and the following week. And then we're going to move on to the week for this these week's picks. Then we'll move on for some college football. There's some intriguing matchups. Move on to some NBA talk. A trade happened yesterday. Some big names getting contract extensions or a contract. We'll move on to boxing. Yes, we will be talking about boxing today. And then also we will be talking about MLS, some soccer. So yeah, two new sports are brought into the the podcast today like I said I wanted to expand a little bit I haven't been doing that at all on my podcast and I thought it was a great time to start expanding and what not better way to do it with boxing and soccer but first let's get right into it let's review those picks from a couple weeks ago let's start with week 10 so yeah I ended off on week 10 the first the those games was the the games I picked were the Colts versus Titans Buccaneers versus Panthers Seahawks versus Rams, Ravens versus Pats, Vikings versus Bears. I had the Colts beating the Titans, Bucks beating the Panthers, Seahawks beating the Rams. I had the Ravens beating the Patriots, and I had the Vikings beating the Bears. And now what's intriguing is we're about to go over all those stats, but I did also say in my podcast, uh, you know what, we'll just get into it in a minute when I'm reviewing the stats. So let's start off with that Thursday night game. And the Colts did win. Uh, Colts won 34-17. to The Titans did not score a single point in the second half. Uh, their offense didn't get anything going. The Colts defense did their thing in the second half. Phillip Rivers was 29 of 39, 308 yards, one touchdown. Nikai uh, Hines had 12 carries, 70 yards, one touchdown. And Michael Pittman Jr. had 7 receptions, 101 yards. While Ryan Tannehill for the Titans was 15 of 27, 147 yards, one touchdown. Derrick Henry, 19 carries, 103 yards. Corey Davis had five receptions for 67 yards. But the big thing was is the Titans couldn't get anything going in the second half. The Colts got it going. They scored 21 points in the second half to win this game, 34 to 17. And uh, like I thought, the Colts were going to play well. I I think the Colts always play the Titans well, especially in Nashville. It's crazy to think Colts came out, took the game, a divisional game, much needed win for them. Then moving on to that noon game, you had the Buccaneers versus Panthers. I said the Buccaneers would bounce back after that loss and beat the Panthers. They did 46-23. Tom Brady was 28 of 39, 341 yards, three touchdowns. Ronald Jones, the second, 23 carries, 192 yards, one touchdown. And Chris Godwin, six receptions, 92 yards uh, through the air. 
Teddy Bridgewater was 18 of 24 with 136 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Michael Davis was seven carries, 32 yards. And DJ Moore, four receptions, 96 yards, and one touchdown. The thing with the Panthers, they only scored six points in the second half, and that came in the fourth quarter. That's not going to cut it against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was actually tied 17-17 to at half, but the Buccaneers decided to score 29 points in the second half and uh, ended up winning this game by 23 points. Moving on to the Rams versus Seahawks game. I did have the Seahawks winning this game, and that ended up being wrong. Rams went out, won this game 23-16. Russell Wilson, 22 of 37, 248 yards, two interceptions. Russell Wilson also had eight carries, 60 yards on the ground. Tyler Lockett, five receptions, 66 yards through the air. And then Jared Goff, 27 of 37, 302 yards passing. Cam Akers, 10 carries, 38 yards. And then Josh Reynolds had eight receptions, 94 yards. Another thing, <laughs> what's new? This game was really sloppy, not going to lie. It was 17-13 to 13 at half Rams. Uh, Rams scored six points in the third quarter. Seahawks only scored three points in the fourth quarter, and that's how you lose 23-16. to Most of these games, it seems like the second half, there was nothing to be a part of this game. It was mostly defense this week uh, in Week 10. So defenses came to play in the second half, or some offense didn't just show up. Crazy enough, right? Moving on to the uh, Vikings versus Bears game, which was actually the Monday night game. So we'll get into that Sunday night game in a minute. The Vikings went out there, won the game 19-13, to just like I thought that would happen. The Bears' offense, I just didn't think was going to do anything. Kirk Cousins, 25 of 36, 292 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Dalvin Cook, 30 carries, 30 carries, 96 yards. And then <laughs> Justin Jefferson, eight receptions, 135 yards. Nick Foles, 15 of 26, 106 yards, one interception. Uh, Cordell Patterson, 12 carries for 30 yards. Allen Robinson, the second, six receptions for 43 yards. The Bears scored six points in the first half, scored seven points in the second half, while the Vikings scored seven points in the first quarter and in the first half, and they scored 12 points in the second half, six in the third, six in the fourth. So, very weird games happening in Week 10. Uh, you, you just don't see it often. It was very odd. And um, you just you hate to see it because most of us are so accustomed to seeing high-scoring games just because of the Chiefs, the Buccaneers. And so we were probably a little surprised with what happened with some of these games, especially when you talk about the, the Bears and Vikings or in the NFC. East, uh, so it's it's a wild wild time, and then obviously the Sunday night game you had the Patriots and Ravens playing each other. It was a very weatherly game with the rain effect, and the Patriots came out on top, twenty three to seventeen. Uh, Lamar Jackson was twenty four of thirty four, two hundred forty nine yards, two touchdowns and an interception. He also had eleven carries for fifty five yards. Willie Snead had five receptions, sixty four yards, and two touchdowns. Cam Newton was 13 of 17, 118 yards, one touchdown. Uh, De, uh, Demarcus Harris had 22 carries, 121 yards. And Jacoby Myers, five receptions, 59 yards. Again, the Ravens only could score seven points in the third 
quarter. Second half, they only scored seven points. The Patriots scored 10 in the third quarter. Didn't score any in the fourth quarter. There was no points scored in the fourth quarter. There was no points scored in the first quarter. You All the points were scored in the second and the third quarter. Uh, Patriots came out on top 23 to 17. And in my podcast that week, I did say when I was pick, picking the uh, Titans-Ravens game, which was the following week, I said the Ravens might slip up to the Patriots because they're overlooking the Patriots looking forward to the Titans because of that rematch in the wild card game. And it looked like they did that. And they still couldn't beat the Titans. But we'll get into that in a minute. So let's move on to week 11, which was the games that I picked. I had Cardinals versus Seahawks on Thursday night. I picked the Cardinals to win. Titans versus Ravens. I picked the Ravens to win. Packers versus Colts. I picked the Packers. Chiefs versus Raiders. I picked the Chiefs. Rams versus Buccaneers. I did pick the Rams to win this game. And sadly, I started off week 11 on a bad note. Uh, the Cardinals did up losing to the Seahawks. 28-21. Kyler Murray was 29 of 42, 269 yards, two touchdowns. Kenyon Drake, 11 carries, 29 yards, one touchdown. Larry Fitzgerald, eight receptions, 62 yards. While Russell Wilson was 23 of 28, 197 yards, two touchdowns. Carlos Hyde, 14 carries, 79 yards, and one touchdown. Tyler Lockett, nine receptions, 67 yards, and a touchdown as well. Seahawks came out. It looked like they wanted the game more on uh, the defensive side. They contained Kyler Murray through his by his legs. They didn't let him get out of the pocket much, and they kept him contained. And I think that is the way you beat the Cardinals, as you want to keep Kyler Murray contained and make one of the running backs beat you with their legs. So the Seahawks did win that game. Then you moved on to the Tennessee versus Baltimore game. Tennessee came out on top in overtime. Ryan Tannehill was 22 of 31, 259 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Derrick Henry, 28 carries, 133 yards, and one touchdown, which was the touchdown in overtime. And Corey Davis with five receptions, 113 yards. Lamar Jackson on the other side was 17 of 29, 186 through the air, one touchdown and one interception. J.K. Dobbins, 15 carries, 70 yards, one touchdown. And Mark Andrews had five catches, 96 yards, and one touchdown. Listen, Baltimore had this game 24-17. to 17. Uh, Tennessee scored late, uh, actually, to take the lead. Um, so, I mean, actually, it was like, it was like Baltimore. Baltimore had the lead. Then Tennessee found its way and got the lead. Baltimore er, goes down the field, scores a touchdown late, gets the two-point conversion to tie it. They ended up going to overtime. Then Derrick Henry does Derrick Henry things where he does not run out of steam at the end of the games. He gets stronger at the end of the games, and he carries Tennessee to the victory, 30-24. to So there you have that one. Then you move on. To the 3 o'clock game, oh boy, oh boy. You had Green Bay versus Indianapolis. I picked Green Bay to win. Colts actually won 34-31, also in overtime. Phillip Rivers was 24 of 36, 288 through the air, three touchdowns, one interception. Jonathan Taylor was 22 carries, 90 yards. Michael Pittman Jr. had three receptions, 66 yards, and one touchdown. While Aaron Rodgers had 27 of 38. 311 yards, 3 touchdowns, 1 interception. Aaron Jones, 10 carries, 41 yards, 1 touchdown. Devontae Adams, 7 receptions, 106 yards, and 1 touchdown. More of the story is this. 
Green Bay goes into half up 28-14. They score a total of three points in the second half. That comes in the fourth quarter to send the game to overtime. The Colts then uh, force a turnover on the second play of overtime. Um, one of the wide receivers for Green Bay. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, I can't say his name. Zavlan uh, Vlad. It's a hard name to say. He fumbled it on a screen pass. Colts recover. Four plays later, they kicked the game-winning field goal to win the game. Also, key contributor to the comeback for the Colts was Green Bay had five turnovers. That will kill you in the second half. Only scoring three points in the second half plus five turnovers. That's not a key success in a game and and which game you should win. And they didn't win this game. So they do lose 34-31 to in overtime. Moving on to the Sunday night game, you had the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Las Vegas Raiders. And I thought this game was going to be a blowout. I thought the Chiefs were going to come out with a, a storm of running, wanting to take this game by heart just because of what happened at Arrowhead a couple earlier this season, I should say. Uh, it was actually closer than I thought. 35-31, the Chiefs did win. Patrick Mahomes was 34-45, 348 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. So he has two interceptions all year, and two, uh, both of them have come to the Raiders. One when they played him earlier this year, and one in this game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had 14 carries, 69 yards, and two touchdowns. Also, Le'Veon Bell had his first touchdown as a Chief. Travis Kelsey was, had eight receptions, 127 yards, and one touchdown. That one touchdown came in the final seconds. Uh, that gave the Chiefs the lead and the victory, in a sense, where he was literally wide open in the end zone. Patrick Mahomes made a pretty good pass on the run, and uh, the Chiefs went up 35-31 and won. Derek Carr was 23 of 31, 275 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. That one interception came on the final drive. Uh, he threw it. He was just throwing up a ball, trying to get some yards, and it was picked off by Daniel Sorensen. So Derek Carr had a really good night. Josh Jacobs, on the other hand, had 17 carries, 55 yards, one touchdown. The running game was not there for the, uh, the Raiders, and... Darren Waller, seven receptions, 88 yards, and one touchdown. The Chiefs could not cover the tight end, but they did find a way still to win games like good teams do. Moving on to that Monday night game where I did pick the Rams to win. The Rams did win 27-24 over the Buccaneers. Jared Goff was 39-51, 376 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. Malcolm Brown, three carries, 20 yards. Cooper Cup had 11 receptions, 145 yards, while Tom Brady was 26 of 48, 216 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Ronald Jones, the second, 10 carries, 24 yards. And <laughs> Antonio Brown, eight receptions for 57 yards. Um, this game was really weird. Uh, the Rams controlled the game, through I thought, throughout the game. They still had to kick a winning field goal to win this game. Uh, that defense for the Buccaneers is very skeptical. I thought it was going to be better than what it has been, and it's not that good at all. So we will see what happens with the Buccaneers, as they did get exposed once again last week against the Chiefs. But let's move on, and let's—I'll go over it. Like last episode, uh, so last episode I was five and five on my picks out of those ten. So my overall now is thirty-eight and eighteen on my picks. And now I want to move on to something. With the NFL and how they're handling it with COVID. Uh, so, yesterday, 
the Steelers and Ravens played, and that game was supposed to be on Thanksgiving Day, in a sense. They, that was supposed to be the Thanksgiving night game. It got canceled because of COVID. They got it moved to Sunday, and it didn't happen. They moved it again to Tuesday, and then finally it was played yesterday afternoon at 2.40. But then the Broncos had a problem with their QBs, where one QB tested positive, and the others were in close contact and didn't have a mask on, so they lost all their QBs. They had to bring up a practice squad wide receiver to play quarterback, and that didn't go well. So my my big issue is uh, why isn't it not fair for every team when something happens with COVID? So like, why did the Broncos not get a chance to get their game moved or rescheduled like the Ravens did? And it always seems like it's happening to the Steelers. Sure, the Steelers game got played, but now every game has to be moved. Like, there was supposed to be a Thursday night game with the 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 Ravens in it, and that didn't happen now. So it's it's just chaotic and chaos in the NFL with this COVID, and I think they need to figure out a better way or solution for what's happening. And then another thing is is I feel like Andy Reid always takes his foot off the gas after the Chiefs get a big lead. The Chiefs were up 17 to zip. Out the gate. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, unstoppable. They were looking great. And then they take their foot off the gas and only score 10 points the rest of the three quarters they played. Mind you not, it was 17 to nothing after the first quarter and the final score was 27-24 over the Bucks. I'm just saying I feel like Andy Reid takes his foot off the gas. He needs to just keep it going. Do what you do. Stop getting soft. It's going to cost you down the stretch. Sure, the defense looked better against the Bucks. I just think when you have a chance, just blow the team out and do it. And the Chiefs, they for some reason, they took their foot off the gas against the Buccaneers. But anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to this week's games. Let's start with the Sunday game, the noon game. I'm going with the Cleveland Browns versus the Tennessee Tynes, who, in, in a sense, this game is who, who do you trust in running back better? Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, or... Um, uh, Kareem Hunt. I'm picking the Titans to win this game, not just because of Derrick Henry, but I think Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. So, yes, I am going with the Tennessee Titans to win 31-27. Then you have the Rams versus Cardinals. Both teams coming off really bad losses. Rams against the 49ers. The Yeah, I don't understand how you lost to the IR 49ers team. And the Cardinals, they lost to the Patriots, which I thought they should won. But they didn't. I think the Cardinals bounce back. Cardinals win this game 34-30. Then the Sunday night game. You have the Denver Broncos against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think no matter who's the quarterback, Drew Locke or whatever, the Chiefs are winning this game. I have them winning by 15, 38-23. Then at Monday at 4 p.m., you have the Washington football team versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. As much as I want to see the Steelers lose a game, I don't think it's going to happen to the Washington football team. I think the Steelers win this game 27-17. Then you have the Bills versus 49ers. And I think the Bills get it done against the IR 49ers team. I think the Bills win 30-20. Josh Allen's going to have a good game. And I just I don't think Nick Mullins can lead you to the victory land against the Bills. So that's why I'm going with the 49ers. Then you have the Dallas Cowgirls, excuse me, Cowboys versus the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm picking the Ravens to win this game. I don't care if it's Lamar Jackson. I don't care if it's RG3. If it's Trace McSorley, Trace McSorley is going to win this game for the, the Ravens. I think the Ravens win. Uh, 
if Lamar's playing, it's 38 to 13, Ravens. If Lamar's not playing, uh, give me give me 20 to 20 to 13, Ravens. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna happen like that. So here, there you go. Now you have moving on to some college football. This week there is a one big game. You have the Indiana Hoosiers versus the Wisconsin Badgers. Indiana's ranked 12th. Wisconsin's ranked 16th. I think Indiana wins. Uh, I don't know if it's because Wisconsin hasn't played in a while or it's because I love Indiana's coach. The way he gives out those speeches, there's something else. They're phenomenal. So give me Indiana to win this game. Then um, you have a game that probably won't be close, but I just wanted to put it on here because it's a huge rivalry, and the point spread in this game is phenomenally high for a rivalry game like this. You have the Alabama Crimson Tide versus the LSU Tigers. LSU is a 29.5-point underdog right now. That is correct. 29.5-point underdog. I think Alabama wins this game. Do I believe they win by 30 or more? I do not believe that. I think LSU will keep it close because it's a rivalry game. They may lose by 20, but they will not lose by 30, folks. Now let's move on to the NBA. And let's start off right now with the, the trade that happened yesterday. The Rockets with the Wizards. The Rockets are getting John Wall in a protected 2023 first-round pick, while the Wizards are getting Russell Westbrook. And in many eyes, insider eyes of the NBA, both players are happy with this trade. So there you have it. I, I don't understand what what they're doing maybe they uh, the Rockets see more in John Wall than they see in Russell Westbrook I don't know I wish both of them the best both of them are like uh you don't know what you're getting with John Wall just because of injuries Russell Westbrook needs to work on his jump shot but we'll see what happens we'll see what John Wall can do with James Harden that's all I can say then you have LeBron James getting a two-year 85 million extension with the Lakers and then Anthony Davis got a five-year 190 million dollar contract with the Lakers as well and then also to top it off we got opening night doubleheader which is going to be December 22nd you get the Warriors versus Nets Warriors versus KD and you also get the LA versus LA Clippers versus Lakers and then to top the cherry on top with the NBA, the NBA decided to reach their Christmas schedule. And at 12 p.m. Eastern, you get the Pelicans versus Heat. Then at 2.30 Eastern, you get Warriors versus Bucks. 5 p.m. Eastern, you get Nets versus Celtics. 8 p.m. Eastern, you get Mavericks versus Lakers. Mm. Give me some Luka Doncic versus LeBron James. Hopefully LeBron plays. Then at 10.30 Eastern, you get the Clippers versus Nuggets. Man, oh man, I can't wait for that one. You know the rematch of what happened in that series when the Nuggets came back to win that series. The Clippers will probably be looking at that game for a while, circling it. But yeah, that's a really good Christmas schedule. And most of all, with the NBA Christmas schedule, you love to see the jerseys. Hopefully some nice jerseys come out. Those city jerseys came out as well. Those look very good as well for those NBA teams. But let's move on to some boxing. Yeah, boxing, man. Pop, 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 using those fists. Um... Let's start off with uh, the big the big boxing match that happened was the Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. But we'll get into that in a minute because we're going to get into one of the undercards where you had a YouTube star, Jake Paul, knock he knocked out former NBA player Nate Robinson in the second round. And oh boy, he knocked him out real hard. And I, I don't know what was, um, I don't know if it, was, it, it wasn't funny, but these memes that came out about, the, about Nate Robinson being knocked out on the the ring it was it was just uh it was pretty pretty sad but pretty funny at the same time you see what i'm saying but um i condemn and congratulate Nate Robinson 
for getting into the ring, never been in the ring, while Jake Paul has been in the ring before. So I give props to Nate Robinson for getting into the ring to fight someone that had already been in the ring once before. So apply to you, Nate Robinson. And then for Jake Paul, congratulations on winning your second ever boxing match. So there you go for that. And then, as I said, they were the undercard for the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. Um, match, which ended up being a draw. Uh, I thought Mike Tyson won it, but that's beside the point. Mike Tyson doesn't look like he's aged very hard, so he looks like he could box again, while Roy Jones Jr. did not look like he was in the best shape, but that's all good in games. But yeah, they drew a draw. We'll see what happens. They're both happy because they brought in the money, so that's all they cared about. And then let's move on to some soccer, the MLS. Yeah, big game tonight here in KC, I'll tell you that much. You have Sporting KC and the Minnesota United playing tonight. Winner will take on the Seattle Sounders. On Monday, Seattle decided to beat Dallas, so they get to play the winner of this game tonight. Uh, I'm going to go Sporting KC. Sporting KC is one of the better soccer teams in the MLS, and I think uh, they will win because it's at home. Uh, we call it here the Blue Hell, but it's also Children's Mercy Park. So I don't know why you would call it Blue Hell if it's... No, it, I don't get it. But it's called Children's Mercy Park in Kansas City, Kansas. You get to play... Uh, there we call it the blue hell though so yeah i think sporting kc wins and they will be playing the seattle saunders on monday for a chance to go to the championship but that is all for the show hope it hope you all enjoy it was a big one i know been gone for a while had to get one out but yeah we did it hope you enjoyed and i'll catch you all on the next one peace